Thank you for listening to Otaku Beef. I am Zid Raw. I am your host. I am your friend. I am your homie. I'm having a very random up and down day. I'm going to just talk about the Death Note movie that came out on Netflix. It came out Friday night. Or, I'm sorry, Thursday night at midnight. So, it was technically out on Friday. And... I watched it that night, Friday night, and today is Saturday, it's Saturday, no, it's Saturday past midnight, I just got done watching the McGregor Mayweather fight, and um, no real surprises other than how it was quote unquote scored, I don't know what judges were, uh, were watching, what I was watching, how they were just like, yeah, Mayweather won by one point, man. He was he was he was walking McGregor around the entire ring since round six, but when he decided to finally start opening up on him round eight, round nine, round ten, and then they just kind of like stopped it to like yeah technical knockout because they didn't want to have him fall flat in the fight. They like the hype. They want that hype to kind of still go. But that's not what I'm here to talk about tonight, fam. Tonight I'm talking about the Death Note movie. I'm talking about the Netflix adaptation of one of the greatest manga, one of the greatest anime of all time. Now, for those of you who know uh, me and you've listened to a couple of Otaku Beats, Otaku Beef episodes, you know I'm a big anime manga fan and I have an episode where you should go back and check out, where I say these are my top five favorite uh, manga of all time. And I kind of walk you through them. Death Note was definitely on the list. I can't remember where I numbered it. Probably like number three. It's like right smack dab in the middle. But it's just one of the most brilliant shows I've I've ever experienced. One of the best ways to express conflict without any physical... Uh, fights or anything that was confrontational in terms of like using brute force. It was about well, it was just about like almost like the uh, the mental struggle. It's the meeting of the minds and whom can kind of come out on top between L and Light. So, Death Note was so crazy popular that it had a. Uh, tons of adaptations it has uh like a novelization which i believe is like a novelette or a novella which is a short novel for those of you who are just wondering what the difference is between a novella and a regular novel it's just the length and there was two or three live action uh, japanese versions of Death Note. I think a couple of them followed the plot. One of them probably went afterwards, maybe following L through a different case. Uh, there's been some kind of like after the series ends with Death Note things. Oh, and keep in mind, because it's almost like pointless in my opinion to really kind of discuss things with uh, in a manner that's spoiler free. I'm going to spoil Death Note to hell and I'm going to spoil the Netflix movie of Death Note um, 
in its entirety. So if you don't want to be spoiled on the movie and you just want to experience it for yourself, but you still want my basic opinion, here's my basic opinion in two words before I get into spoilers. It's garbage. <laughs> okay, now this is spoiler territory starting right now. Um, there was a, a one-shot, which is like a one-chapter manga featuring uh, Nier after the events of Death Note, after uh, Light is gone, where I guess another Shinigami drops a Death Note into the human world, and someone starts using it, but then Nier kind of figures it out very fast because they don't have the mental fortitude. So all that being said, me and some of my friends, we were super fucking excited to see this Death Note uh, adaptation, despite the trailers. Here's Death Note on Netflix is a bad movie. And what makes it even worse is that it's a shitty adaptation. Now, one of the things that people have said, people who don't really like to think things through, they have no nuance of opinion, is that, well, obviously you're going to hate it if you like the anime or you like the manga because it doesn't follow the storyline exactly. That would, under normal circumstances, be a legit argument. Like, some people do get upset when things don't follow along exactly with things that they remember. That is not why I'm upset. I'm upset because it is a non-adaptation. Harry Potter, the movies, don't follow along with the books exactly. But they're still pretty faithful adaptations in regards to the spirit of the show, spirit of the characters, what the show is hoping to accomplish, how it portrays the heroes, how things kind of go along, so forth and so on. It works in the fact that it is Harry Potter to the core. This is not that. Like, you can change the events, you can change how people look, you can change where people live, but you can't change how people behave because that strips it away from who the characters are at the fundamental level. And when you remove the characters from the show and you remove the purpose and the direction of the show, you remove any reason that people fell in love with the show in the first place. Um, and when that's gone, you're presenting them with something completely different that just says that it is that thing you're adapting when in reality it's not. And you can give like a million examples. My favorite example is to use like a typical stereotypical like rom-com. Like if you took the show like Gossip Girls and you were like, yeah, I'm doing an adaptation of Gossip Girls. And, you know, it's the same characters. You know, it's Blake Lively and I don't know the rest of their names. Except for uh, Michelle Trachtenberg because her brother Dan Trachtenberg was the uh, guy from the Totally Rad show who also directed Hardcore Henry. Fun trivia. And you said, yeah, it's Gossip Girls. But, you know, Gossip Girl really put... She doesn't tell them news about scandalous information. She just... Um, she reports on sports and uh, Blake Lively she secretly wants to be a quarterback and um, uh, the guy who plays Chuck 
he's a violinist and a nerd. And you, after a while, you're like, well, okay, they have the same names, they go to the same school, they even look the same, but it doesn't have the same feeling. The essence of the show is lost. And when you remove the essence of the show, you remove the show from what it actually is in truth. That's what they did with the Netflix Death Note. It has nothing to do with how the characters look. It has to do with who the characters are. Allow me to elaborate. So let's think about this from the character perspective. The characters in Death Note are what makes them so compelling, is that we have this interesting conflict where you have somebody whom is supposedly should be admirable. He's smart, he's handsome, he's charismatic, he's charming, he's helpful, he's in a very positive family environment, but because of the situation and the influence of the Death Note, he's, a, he's basically sociopathic. And dealing with the likability of the character paired with the terribleness of what he does and the actions that he takes, despite his reasoning, is what makes some, some good audience conflict, some internal conflict, some conflict between characters. And then you have this detective who is equally, or maybe even more so, brilliant in, 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 in the similar ways. They both have interest and share with um, games of deduction and reason. And they go at each other, both of them rising and falling in terms of the upper hand, uh, coming up with uh, plans on the spot or over time in order to best pursue and take control and get a better grasp of the situation. Light, the polished, pristine genius, L, the wild genius, conflicting, but at the same time admiring one another, having respect for one another. It's fascinating. The slow, methodical pace of things, the, the way that it's not really about, um, it's not really about the deaths themselves. Ryuk is the god of death, but he's not this crazy wild monster. Everything is playing against type, and that's what's so brilliant about it. Now compare this to the Netflix show. Light, I guess, is a smart guy. They showed him, um, filling out other kids' tests for him, but he's not really likable. He's not charming, charismatic. He has none of the core qualities what draws us into the show. He just seems like another like kind of losery kid, which is fine for other shows, or it could be fine for this show if he was using his brilliance to solve crimes, to figure things out, but it's not about their brilliance in this show. This show isn't even really about the cat and mouse detective play that we've come to love for Death Note. And it's the cat and mouse game. That's the essence of the show. This show, this movie they made, they made they they wanted they desperately wanted to make a horror movie. Death Note is not a horror show. It's not a horror anime, it's not a horror manga at all. It has elements in it which are dark, but the point isn't to startle and scare. It's to lean into the tension of, oh shit, is he going to get away with it? Is he going to get captured? Who's the real good guy in this situation? That's kind of the point of Death Note. The matching of the minds, and this was just bad. It was just bad. So 
taking a look at how Ryuk looks, and people are saying, oh, he looks awesome. He sounds really cool because Willem Dafoe is an amazing actor. He has a great, interesting vocal range and look to him. But he doesn't look correct. He looks startling. He looks kind of gross. They made him more scary looking than he should be because the director wants this to be a horror film so bad and I didn't know what the hell was going on until I realized he's the director of a couple of horror movies like Guest and uh, he did some work on Blair Witch and some other stuff but when they showed the first death and they showed this weird random close up of death by decapitation and then the ladder zooms out and slices the guy top of the guy's head off I was like what the fuck show is this it was just distracting. And every time someone died, it was like gross and explosive and like blood splattering everywhere. And then why did the guy explode when he was electrocuted? That made no sense. It was just bad. It was just stupid. And it was almost insulting. I feel insulted that they actually put this together and said, this is Death Note. Here you guys go. Have fun. Fuck you and the fact that nobody caught this is lame so let me get to the next biggest thing that's wrong with this and I'm not just this is not hyperbole I wish it was like one of my pet peeves is when people pass off mediocrity as um, I guess just terribleness for want of a better word this is terribleness. This is shit. This is not a good film. It's a perplexing film. It's a film where every now and then had moments where the acting was good, but it also had moments where the acting was just ridiculous and over the top and silly. Like when Ryuk first shows up and then Light freaks out in the classroom and he's jumping around and he's just like, ah! like screaming and all this shit tearing up the classroom and slamming the door it, it was weird buffoonery it was crazy when L starts swipes the, the police car starts zooming around the city like he's on meth like it was just ridiculous and dumb and insulted my intelligence quite a bit or didn't even like Regard that I may have any intelligence at all. It was one of those things where I was like, this is just, this just feels like, this feels so dumb to me and just so pitiful to me that I can't believe that this even went through. Like, okay, let's talk about L. Because L, L is one of the greatest anime characters, manga characters of all time. He's interesting, he's unique, he's very distinct in how he acts. What's so interesting about him is how removed and detached he is emotionally, yet how slow and methodical he acts. And he garners respect not based on how he looks, not based on how he uh, appears or shouting or screaming, but because he gets results and he takes risks and how direct he is. 
Elle is an amazing character that was ruined. And obviously, I knew this was coming because if you listen to some of the stuff, like during my Comic-Con podcast, I watched them kind of like talking to reporters on the red, on the red carpet. The actors who played uh, Elle and Light and uh, Mia, not Misa, which I don't really care about the name change. I just care about the fact that she's a completely different character who serves no purpose at all. But I'll get to her as well. L is not L. He's not. He's supposed to be this great detective, but he's almost like irrational. He doesn't reason. He figures stuff out, but we just take his word for it that he figures stuff out. He acts extreme. At the beginning, he sound his his the way he spoke that the uh, the actor was portraying him was a little bit too affected for my taste, but it still kind of worked. Um, but it's like these little things. Like, he portrays Elle as if Elle is a crazy person. Where he's eating candy and then he has to, like, spill the candy everywhere to show, look at how weird he is. When really he's just doing it because he's like OCD or he's like has a lot of idiosyncrasies idiosyncrasies yeah he's idiosyncratic but they just made him out to be like big loud explosive and weird and he's supposed to be this genius but I don't really feel his genius it's just a very odd directorial choices and speaking about Mia she's this strong very um, with it wanting to like go after the world like person whereas Misa had like this devotion to L and obviously they would never have a bimbo character like Misa in a modern day American show at all because they would they would say that she's anti-woman that she's uh, disrespectful so forth and so on so they try to make her strong and they actually took a lot of the agency away from light in doing so and I guess I'll just wrap this up. It pisses me off. So, the last thing that really pissed me off in regards to this movie is just the terrible plotting. The, 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 the ridiculous plot holes, the silliness of everything, the fact that nobody seems to care about making a plot that makes any type of sense at all. Ryuk pushing to influence things, um... Him saying and acting like he's killing the FBI agents. He just wants people to die. It kind of defeats the purpose of his character. How he's literally supposed to be a bored, disaffected God with nothing to do. But they change his motivation. And every little change. And I don't care that they change his motivation. I care how it affects our protagonist. Why? By consistently changing his motivations you remove agency from the main character making him much weaker if he doesn't have motivation if he's not taking actions he's less compelling 
The reason why we usually like the bad guys in superhero movies is because they're the ones that take action. The reason why we like Light in Death Note is because he's the one taking the action. He decides that he is going to change the world. He decides he is the world's new god. He he doesn't just do stuff to impress somebody else. He doesn't to impress a girl. He doesn't do stuff because he's manipulated into it or because he's really a good guy deep down. He has to think of a way to save his own life. And the rules they made up were stupid. And he's like, I'm going to write your name down in the book, Ryuk. And then Ryuk was like, well, the only person that's ever done that only got two letters in. But then when you, the first, one of the first pages we see, it says, don't trust Ryuk. Your name is already in the fucking book. It's just stupid. Then they had this rule about burning a page where it's like, if you write someone's name down, but then you burn that page then they don't really die and he was like but you can only use it once and then Mia was like ha I wrote your name down in the book and then Light's like what am I going to do and so he gets the book and I was like why doesn't he just burn his own page I mean he's never done that before instead he comes up with this other plot for no reason whatsoever it was just poorly plotted terrible terrible insulting to our intelligence bad shitty writing ridiculous adaptations and that's what fucking pisses me off is the fact that they don't give a shit about the story of death note they legitimately don't give a shit they did they would have tried to follow the story david benioff and db weiss care about game of thrones in terms of the books they tried to follow the plot as much as they possibly could because they love the story the guys who made harry potter fucking love the story people that made the aragon movies fucking didn't give a shit they just knew that a lot of people liked it and so they were trying to do whatever they could to cash in on it and so they got this guy who didn't care about the story he didn't give a shit he's like i want to make a horror movie so that's what he kind of tried to make he threw in some nonsense about like oh i was sneaky and smart there was no cat and mouse there was no crime story there was no uh police investigation he what is watery's name is his full name watery because he wrote it in the book and then, like, that was it. Like, he was like, yep, my name is Watery. Like, this is his full name. And so he started following along these... It was just bad. It was terrible. It was horrible. And it was so bad, I feel personally insulted that Netflix would impose this type of bullshit on any of the, all any credibility of like good adaptations that they may have had or good anime choices they may have had is fucking wash right now for me. This shit was bad. It was shitty. It was terrible. And I, they can basically go suck an egg, as they say back in the day. So I don't advise you to watch this. I advise you to go and read the original Death Note, to watch the uh, anime, to maybe even watch one of the Japanese versions, which at least tries to follow the plot to some degree. But this was, this is, this shit like this pisses me off. Because it makes people not truly realize the importance that a good story has. As somebody who's a storyteller, like naturally, this is like the antithesis of good storytelling. This is selfish, ego-driven horse shit, and I can't stand it. So that's how I really feel about the Death Note movie. Um... I hope that you guys weren't burdened as much as I was. I was so upset I had to wait a day before I could even podcast about it. But that's what I think. I'm Zidra. This is Otaku Beef. Thank you for listening. Manana, Game of Thrones!